0: Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons and one a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking down, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's it intercepted. Goal. At the 30. 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa to Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Oh, so the end down. Battle intercepted! picked off at the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs. Yep. And uh, we got a doozy to talk about today, Mr. Ryan. Here's the thing.
2: I certainly hope. That we don't wait for the last three minutes of this <laughs> podcast to be entertaining. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. We've got to,
1: yeah. We're just going to bog down in the middle mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll mutter our way through. We'll punt with seven minutes to go. And, wow. Um, wow. Before, first of all, uh, we do questions at the end. And yes. it just occurred to me that I don't, you know, have I, I don't know if we have any. I think we got one, maybe. Okay. Um, so that, that may not be a particularly long segment this week. Okay. But uh, if you want to send us questions, and we love them, and we, I think we do a good job of answering as many of them as we can. Yep. Um, send them to Buccaneers.nfl.com. Please. Come on, send it. There's some good stuff to talk about right uh, now. Yes, is. got a playoff is. stretch run that looks a lot more doable. doable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I didn't want to have to do? Was be writing again this week about how the Bucks lost, but hey, they're still in first place. I just didn't. Oh, that story was getting so old, right? And it would have been true.
2: It would have it would have
1: been five and seven and in the first place by half a
2: game. Yeah. On Sunday, uh, <laughs> we we didn't work on Sunday, or well, some of us may have, but I didn't work on I didn't, Sunday. I watched football. Me too. And uh, Atlanta losing, so that was like, okay. Those was a tight a, game, too. Yeah, it was a very good game. And it was tight so, the whole way. So there was like, oh, okay, that's a plus. This is good. Now can we take advantage of it? Yeah. Because we've been in that situation a few times before.
1: This time we did. So it's a game and a half lead with five to go for us. Atlanta has a bye week, so they only have four. Mm-hmm. They're finally getting their bye week now.
2: Correct. And they're, well, they're a game ahead of us in, in games played. Right. Okay. That's why it's a game and a half lead. Right, it'll be It'll be
1: either one or two games at the end of this uh, week. I so.
2: think two. So you think we're going to beat San Fran? Well, I have to Fran. think that if we're going to go all the way out there, I don't want to go. Well, here we go. We're going to. <laughs> no,
1: no. Of course, you have to be confident. So, we have a lot to talk about about that game, especially the last like three minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, first, real quick, just got a roster move. In fact, we got a little late start on the recording here because it came just as we were about to start. Yep. A little bit of a surprise. I am. I can tell you, I was sitting in the um, I was sitting in, in another guy's office here, and we were discussing because we thought that. I'll explain in a moment, but I think there's a guy they're probably going to want to sign to the active roster. And I'm like, who who would we release? Who would we waive? Yeah, and we went through a lot of names and did not come upon the one that we just waived. You're listening to this on Wednesday or maybe later. This happened on Tuesday. As we're talking, it's not out yet, but it will be by then. The Buccaneers have waived second-year wide receiver and kick returner Jalen Darden. Mm-hmm. I found that a tad surprising.
2: I am, I am. When you turned around the corner by my office and said what was going on, I, I was. My first thing was, who are we who are we getting? And you go, we'll talk about that on the podcast, which I'm about to do. We are, so uh, I am surprised by that. But yes, I'm trying to figure out why.
1: Well, first of all, I'll answer the the other question. All right, I am of, the, and I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but I'm of the opinion, or the, I guess I'm guessing, that the Buccaneers will promote linebacker Ulysses Gilbert. To the active roster.
2: Okay, because of injuries we're having. We've oh. been running
1: with we, – we usually want four guys there for the game because uh-huh. you have two starters, but you'd like to have two backups. Otherwise, you get thin real quick. And we've had that for every game, but um, since K.J. Britt went down and when we later signed but then released J.J. Russell, uh-huh. we've been running with three and just elevating a guy. And that was the last three weeks it's been Ulysses Gilbert. But you can only do that three times with any given player. Right. So he's out of options. If you want him to play anymore, he's going to have to come up to the active roster. I could be wrong, but that's my strong guess that that's what we're going to do.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because we talked to General Manager Jason Light yesterday before the game and asked how many times you can bring somebody up. Oh, you did? And we, yeah. He said this is the last one. So you might be on to something. He's the last one for him and Anthony Chesley, mm-hmm. the cornerback. They both had three. So
1: it's still a really cool rule, and it makes for a lot of roster flexibility, but at some point, if you want to keep playing this guy, you got to bring him all Right, around. Right, right. Uh, and um, so that's what I think will happen, but it could be anything else. And uh, the other half of that is, well, what are we going to do with the return game? And and you asked me that. And I'm like, well, let's talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we, we can try to figure it out. I don't really know. I, <laughs> I know I'm the one who keeps harping on the fact that, I think I've seen Scotty Miller practice fielding punts about 1,000 times. Have. But he never gets an opportunity, so no. maybe
2: it'll be him. And he's a speedster.
1: It's a, it's interesting because Jalen had recently taken over the kickoff return job, too, mm-hmm. because they didn't want to use Rashad White there anymore now that his role on offense is growing so much. So that's two jobs, really. It could be filled by the same guy. I think Gio Bernard's done it before, and he's back now right. and has been active but not really playing at all. So that would be one way to get some value out of Gio. I guess they could go back to Rashad. Um, who knows, maybe they could try one of these young guys that's on the practice squad, elevate like a, uh, it's been so long since they've been up, I don't remember their names. The two rookie receivers we got down there Uh that that were so good in training camp.
2: I kind of would like to see Scotty Miller personally. I I just, I just like his speed and...
1: Devin Tompkins, that's what I was trying to think
2: of. So, I mean, that's, uh, I guess we'll know tomorrow when 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 we watch practice, uh, that's going to be the big thing, everybody. Yeah, because be usually that's open. Special teams. that part is open yeah. to the media.
1: Yeah, uh, so we'll see if there's anybody back there. But I mean, somebody's got to do it. Uh, it
2: could be, it could be Scotty. That does seem to make the most sense. I would think. But, hey, I'm not the uh, we personnel also, guy.
1: We also cleared two spots on the practice squad by waving, or releasing. The funny because the actual terminology for that is terminated from the practice squad, but I don't like using that word in story, so I always just say released. But um, Dylan Cook, a rookie tackle, and um, Ryan Smith, the corner that we brought back, who'd been with us for five years and was a special teams guy. So those two guys got released. You could therefore see lots of times when you – you cut a guy, but you don't really want to get rid of him. That could be the case with Jalen. Sure. See if he clears waivers, if you can maybe re him to your practice squad. Yeah.
2: And you, and that's part of the conversation you can have, too, is, hey, we really like you. It's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. This is what we feel we have to do. Um, you know, you need to do what's best for you, but just so you know, yeah. we still love you. And yeah. if you, you don't know. go someplace else, we this is what we want to do. Yeah. And,
1: and in that case, the answer to who's the kick and punter could still end being Jalen Darden for a couple of games. <laughs> you could <laughs> yeah. just elevate him for the practice squad. Right,
2: right. So. But
1: we have Russell Gage back from injury now. Mm-hmm. He played like 30 snaps in that game. And Julio Jones seems to be doing fine. Mike and Chris are good. Scotty Miller's still there. We had a numbers game and didn't even keep Rashad Perryman active for this last game. And I know they like him. Yes. So you, without Jalen in the picture, unless he's on the practice squad and elevated, you still have six guys. And that's how many they generally like to keep active on game
2: day. All right. So
1: I understand the numbers. I, that was not one of the names I guessed uh, we are trying to see that,
2: out. they fooled Scott Smith. How about that?
1: Uh, oh, okay. So should we get to this game?
2: Well, we've got plenty of time because we're always, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, a one, I am glad. A1? Steak a one is I'm glad Monday night football is over with. Mm. Um, it is. The experience is awesome. I, I like all of that. But it's just, it makes for, to me, it makes for a long week before we play. Oh, yeah. And then it makes for such a short week yeah. afterwards. <clears throat> and I'm thinking today, I was, kept thinking Monday, 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 and it's Tuesday. No. I just
1: came in and sat down and wrote all day. Because yeah. I was doing all my Monday stuff and all my Tuesday stuff.
2: Well, my, my, uh, when I left last night at the stadium, I don't know. It was 12, 31 o'clock, something like that. Um, found out that, um. Head coach Todd Bowles does his his radio show, and he wanted to do it around 10 o'clock. He wanted mm. to record it early because we're on a short week. Yeah, and he
1: did his press conference at 845.
2: Right. So I'm like, okay, great. Well, then I get a text at uh, 748 saying, hey, Todd's changed his mind. He wants to go early. <laughs> so everybody got into a scramble mode. Yeah. And this is the one time I really like Slack. Because I didn't have to do a bunch of texts. I just went on Slack and said, H.C. wants to go. You were like the last,
1: last one to join yeah. Slack. You were even after me. I know. And that's what they said to you. Like, hey, even Scott's on Slack. Well, that's
2: why I joined, because they said I guess you we're, we're the it. dinosaurs here. Right. My my first message on Slack is I'm finally an official Slacker.
1: <laughs> You're a Slacker. Yeah. but um, Many people have said so.
2: So that was kind of how we how I started my day. Uh, wow. Getting things. That's started. a wake-up call. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I'm just glad... Uh, that I was capable of waking up and going because, <laughs> I did. Uh, I I after Monday night games, back to that is you get you're so wired that I I didn't go to bed till after three.
1: Yeah, that's the way I usually am with late games. Mm-hmm. Like we'll get back from a trip and you get home. I don't want to get home at 1.30 and just go straight to bed. No, even though I know I should.
2: I right. well, see, it's it's horrible because we won. So I turned on Sports Center and caught the tail end of it, then flipped to the next channel because the new Sports Center was starting, which was the Sports Center I missed, same sports center, but it starts over, so then I saw the front part of it. Nice. Which was all about what? Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> let me okay, if
1: if we're gonna encapsulate mm-hmm. what happened and yeah. how improbable it was, uh, let's just let me just read you the first paragraph from, from the post game notes that all the right. communications department put out. <laughs> Uh, Tampa Bay overcame a 13-point fourth-quarter deficit, which matched the largest fourth-quarter comeback win in regulation in franchise history, joining a game on 10-6-91 versus Philadelphia when they trailed 13-0 and won 14-3. The Buccaneers trailed 16-3 with 534 remaining in the game, good for a 0.7% chance of winning According to Amazon's next gen stats, see, this the comfort behind victory is the fourth most improbable win by a team in the next gen stats era, which started in 2006. Now, see, I know you don't like
2: those win probability but charts, th-
1: that's why they mean nothing. Yes, they do. They, d- they illustrate how un- improbable and amazing the comeback was, they give you an idea of. You put any team in that spot,
2: I that you're going to lose, and guess what?
1: No, that that there's the chances are very small. Right. So it's great. It's a great way to laud guys like Tom Brady. Tell
2: you something, I knew the chances of winning were very small, and I didn't need to look at it. But anything. it's fun to put a number to. I, it. I watched the game
1: generally. So if you played this game between two generic teams yeah, hundred times, you're going to get yes. a comeback win less than one time. Yeah,
2: it was. Yes,
1: you you're yeah. have to play like 150 times for that to happen once. once. And and the way. The way it feels to me in the aftermath, you remember how after the Cleveland game we were talking about how it was one of those games where you could pick out four, five, six, seven different moments or plays mm-hmm. and just change one of them. And you would have win, And probably yeah, you probably win. Were, right. That's exactly the way the Saints must
2: be feeling today. Oh, they got to feel horrible.
1: We could probably pick out right now five or six plays where if you just change the outcome of that yeah. play.
2: Like perhaps stay in bounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well thank you for that <laughs> I'm one just Mark Ingram. Uh
1: the Keanu Neal hitting Taysom Hill just in time. Uh, if they if Taysom Hill catches up, all the Saints win the game. Well, end. he
2: did catch it.
1: Yeah, no, but then Keanu he, got there.
2: Yeah, he couldn't hang on to it. He I mean, but he he had it and, it, and as he's going down gets blown up. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's a great play by Keanu and the the
2: kind of play That you expect from him,
1: because he's always been
2: the hard hitting mm-hmm. guy like that. we we've, right. we've had him that was, that was as good as a turnover since we didn't have any. That was as good as yeah, a turnover yeah. would be. Well, it made him punt. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, we won that game with a negative two turnover ratio, which is almost unheard of.
2: It just doesn't happen. I don't understand <sighs> it, but that, it, all of a sudden, maybe when we get to the playoffs, we'll be a turnover <laughs> we'll machine.
1: We're saving them all <laughs> for the key moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another one. All that, right. Um uh, I, forgot, I lost my train of thought. I was going to point out another play that was just so huge. Um, well. Th- obviously, you said the one about Mark Ingram uh-huh. running out of bounds short of the sticks. Uh, oh, Carl Nassib tips away a third down pass. It's probably going to be a completion on yeah, third and one. Yeah, yeah. And they punt right before the last mm-hmm. drive. If he doesn't tip that, they probably get a first down. They probably win the game.
2: Yeah. No, I am sure that, that um – Well, you know, I don't feel bad for them because I've experienced and so have you so many times losing like that. That's what I'm saying. And so you kind of, you you know, it it was. I don't feel bad for them, but I'm sure they're feeling bad. Whoa, yeah. Yeah, well, if you're up 14 points and. Three minutes to play. You're thinking, all right. You score one. Where you know how long is it going to yeah. take? You know, there's this is not going to be enough time. Yeah, but then there's Tom Brady on the other. side. I wonder how many stories will be written about timeouts and how well they were handled this <laughs> this week. <laughs> okay, because I, I have to say, having that one timeout was huge. We the finished the end.
1: game with a timeout. Timeout still in hand, and it
2: was perfect because if he'd have got
1: tackled, we, yeah, we could have called a timeout. Well, that's what made the the,
2: that. That's what the beauty of that particular timeout was. Is that it gave you the option to yep. make them think. They can run or they can throw. It didn't have to be because you had that timeout. That and you, you could can throw it, it
1: you can throw it in front of the goal line and try to get in from there. Right. It uh, was you want him to score obviously, but if he doesn't, you're still mm-hmm. okay.
2: And you had eight seconds, so probably five seconds, so you would still have three, you'd have one yeah. you still have two for play. a play. Yeah. And See it's a
1: two for one basically situation. Uh-huh.
2: And but it made New Orleans It opens or-
1: up your play calling.
2: Correct. Correct. And it also made New Orleans wonder what you're doing because
1: they can't just flood the end zone. Yeah. So, I did notice, I was re-watching that play earlier this afternoon, and two guys covered Cade Otten mm-hmm. uh, on that play. He kind of ran a little up and out, uh-huh. and he attracted two guys, which was why there was that little soft spot in the zone for Rashad to find, he ran a little pivot in there. And, um, I mean, the play worked great. And, and then I started thinking, okay, remember when we beat the Rams, Tom Brady had a specific play that he wanted to use, uh-huh. the touchdown pass to Cade Otten, and it went great. And I'm thinking, why can we only get these great plays around the goal line in the final three minutes of a game? I don't know. I mean, we, that first drive was so frustrating. It was 16 plays long, converting third downs, moving the ball with ease all the way down the field. And then we can't punch it in and have, settle for a field goal. And, and it just kind of settled down into nothingness mm. after
2: that. Uh, don't I don't I, get it. I, I don't know. It's
1: are we only saving? Our, I'm being facetious here, right. but are we saving our five best plays for when we're well, when we need them the most at the end of
2: a game? I wish. I I don't know. It, it, I think what what drives fans or the frustration is you see how well the team can play or how well the offense can operate, and then when you don't see it, it just why can't they do it yeah, all the time? Yeah. And
1: you know sometimes you give credit to the defense. Oh well, yeah. And honestly, we've seen it for years and years now. The Saints just have a They match up well against our offense, even without Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. So, you know, Mike Evans was held in check for much of that game. Uh, They just—I don't know—I don't know why they have our number in terms of stopping the offense.
2: When? uh, Well, I don't want to get ahead of 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 your notes of where you are in this game. So I'll kind of wait until you you lead, and then because I got some thoughts on different things, but (laughs) I just don't want to jump on you. Okay. So to speak. (laughs)
1: uh, (laughs) Okay. Um, I was thinking a minute ago. I said. I'm, I'm not mad. Or, yeah. I don't feel bad for the Saints. Right. But I bet they're mad. I'm just thinking, some people left that game early. Some uh, people yeah, state, And I don't, I don't they begrudge did. them. No. It's fine. It's yeah. I'm not saying it was, it's it's bad thing to do. I'm not yeah. mad at them for leaving early. No. I did not think we were going to win that game with five minutes to go.
2: Uh-uh.
1: When we punted with seven minutes to go, I didn't think we were going to win that game. No, nope. but I bet they're mad at themselves now. Oh yeah, because that that was exciting. To and I watch. will
2: tell you that every one of them that are in that car <laughs> will tell you that they were there at the very end of that yeah. game. Yeah, oh, we stayed to we the end. Yeah, yeah, no way. Um, it's funny because where our broadcast booth is, we can see the parking lots. <laughs> and we go to commercial break, and I made a comment about. Look at all the brake lights, all these people <laughs> leaving. They've just about had it over with. Yeah. So after we score the the second touchdown and take the lead, um, Gene says, uh, to all of you who are <laughs> in your car right now, you missed a heck of a finish, <laughs> but thanks for listening to us on the yeah, radio. Yeah. You know, which is true because you you leave a game. So what do you do? You're mad. You're upset. It's your team. But you skit in the car and you turn the radio on because you just, you never, you're oh. going to hear it. You're going to hear it how it ends. And then you, you're sitting there going, I can't believe we left. <laughs> you know, to beat traffic because I'm sitting in traffic.
1: You're sitting in traffic anyway. Right.
2: That's the whole theory: is hey, let's beat the traffic, which is not really bad out of Raymond James Stadium compared to. It really others. isn't. No, not compared to other stadiums. Oh, we've remember trying out. to get out of L.A. to the airport? Yeah, or remember trying to get out of New England? Took us two and oh, a half yeah. hours to get out after the Ooh, game. Yeah. Crazy. That was bad. But um, yeah. So, a lot, of, a lot of people left out of frustration. Uh, Again, was, not mad at them, but nope. I bet
1: they're mad at themselves right yeah,
2: now. Yeah, but in fairness, I know it was a school night. And so, you know, but that was a fast game. It was a it. fast it, game. It was. Those are the little, it's funny how you look at the little things that, that you know, how quick is this game going? But, um, you know, you kind of have to ask yourself this question if you're in the stands. You, you've committed <laughs> yourself to this far. There's five minutes left. Yes, it's very frustrating. But TB12 is there. Yeah. You kind of have to go, I wonder if he could do this. He's, I wonder. He's
1: done it before.
2: Yeah. What, what, you know.
1: He now holds the record, by the way, for most fourth quarter comebacks. I'm ti- 40, Peyton Manning. Yeah. yeah 44, 56 game winning <laughs> drives, most ever. Yeah. And 40 comeback wins when his team is trailed by 10 or more points. Yeah.
2: 40. That's, yeah. First one
1: we've had this year. Yes. Because um, the Rams game wasn't that. No, wasn't no, no. Digit. But
2: but um, it was definitely, the, uh, there was not one hero in those two drives. That's what I liked. Yeah. If you look around. And, uh, and, Julio Jones. Awesome, huge catch. Huge. There's
1: another one if you take that one out. We still got a shot, but it's going to be a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. And I was talking, I think it was Michael or about this earlier. Um. You, obviously, the camera catches moments during the game <clears throat> when Tom Brady's on the sideline and he's very frustrated. Right. He's not, you know, we all know it. He knows it. He knows he's going to be on TV uh-huh. w- when he's, you know, slams a yep. surface down or something. And he's frustrated. He's visibly frustrated. And things don't go particularly well for most of that game on offense. And then you get to that end on those two drives and it's like he turns into an alien or something, <laughs> like a robot. He's, it, he just, you look at him and you could see his face on the TV broadcast, and you look at him, and it's like he's in complete and total control. And all of a sudden, he's just hitting this, and he's hitting this, and he's hitting this, and you're right. like, where's this been the whole game? Well, who cares? But this guy, I mean, he is—he gets in a zone, and you can see it. Uh-huh. It's not him telling you afterwards, oh, I felt like I was in a zone. You know, a you know, basketball player makes a whole bunch of shots. Sure. He maybe just was good for a while, but he'll say he was in the zone. You could see that Tom Brady is in the mm-hmm. zone. It's incredible
2: and it just builds on each one because every time they had success with something it would just personally i think we play much better with zero huddle yeah just hurry up and just go. for whatever reason it's i don't i it's not street ball because they, they we watch practice we see them do this all the time but watching it it just seems like they just you know go 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 no time to think uh, it doesn't give the defense su- any time to correct. think either doesn't give you time to substitute right so all of those all of those things come into play and also you have to remember too is when you're running into a um when you're down 14 points and you're marching down the field you know the defense is going to play a little bit softer they're you know they're they're playing a little softer. very true we're not going to um you know we're not going to let you beat us we're going to play soft and then yeah okay well in the next go around we're not going (laughs) to let you beat us (laughs) and it's over with um but yeah, I I, I I was very very happy. Uh, it's because they're not. Uh, Coach made this comment during his during his show today. K. Dot and yeah. and um, Rashad White. They're rookies. not. They're not rookies. Not rookies anymore. They're not rookies oh. anymore. This is week fourteen or week thirteen. They are not rookies. Yeah. You know that's how he he feels. They're, yeah. And but. These two really young guys. (laughs) We won't use the word. No. Were the key to big plays. To the touchdowns. To the two touchdowns.
1: Although, the the one to Rashad wouldn't have been necessary if there wasn't a penalty on what was an incredible touchdown pass to Chris Godwin. Right. That was such a good pass. Yes. I mean. Yes. I don't think Chris had more than a couple inches of separation. and Tom just zips it right past the defender. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how you throw that pass so well. Yeah, And then I liked I liked what he said about that after the game because I remember thinking the same thing because I think it was Donovan Smith, right? Got called uh, for holding.
2: Yep. Which
1: And I'm like, which that's a weird a play. Yeah, it was, it was, 100%. That's a weird play. I was thinking at the time, that's a weird play to get holding on because it was so fast. Generally, hold, yeah. holds are on plays that take a little while to develop. But this was snap, go, throw. How do you get a hold that fast? But you you are correct when you say it was definitely it a was hold. definitely a hold. He he got his arm hooked around him. Yeah, that's gonna get called every time. Yeah,
2: and and that's the thing. Poor Donovan. You know he gets it, if I don't know how many snaps he did, but it always seems like the most crucial time. That's when he that's when it happens. You know it just yeah. It we just, talked about the hands to the face yeah, last week, last week, and then this week. So I'm happy he. Get off the schneid, so to speak, that he's not the not the goat in the bad way, not the good way. I don't way. think that's what get off the schneid means. Get off the schneid means you I move think that's forward. That's a good thing, right? I think get off the schneid
1: means you, like you're not getting anything. Like Oh, okay. If you if you haven't got a hit in baseball right. in your last thirty at bats so you okay. get off the schneid means you got a hit. All right. Where did that come from? The schneid. I have no idea. Get off the schneid. <laughs> Is it, Yiddish, the, is it a Yiddish you're word? You're the
2: word guy. Why do you ask me? You are the word it guy. It is
1: a little weird to use a phrase like that in your know. entire life and never think about. Oh, well, what, what, what where did it mean? come
2: from? I don't know. But anyways, he would not have been uh, in a good place. How's that? Does that sound better? <laughs> he would not have been in a good. He place. He was
1: off the hook. Is what uh, you're Ah, yeah. Let him off the hook because yes. if we had, if that had erased that touchdown, and we don't score. Obviously, any competitor is going to feel bad. Uh huh. I,
2: I like that. Hey, I was
1: really on the nose in terms of my... Um, I w- oh, I got two things here. Uh-huh. Did I say it? What? Or did I just think it? I was like, is that a Yiddish word? Because I was thinking that. Did I say it?
2: Yeah. Is did it? I? I don't remember.
1: Well, I was thinking it.
2: You think it's a Yiddish word?
1: Well, to hear, listen to this. Wikipedia says to get off the schneid means to break a scoreless, hitless, or winless streak. Mm-hmm. And that's the schneid. According to, to the Dixon Baseball Dictionary, the term schneid... Comes to baseball via gin rummy, and in turn comes from German Yiddish Schneider, one who cuts cloth, i.e., a tailor. <coughs> ah, so it's a it's a gin rummy term to get off the Schneider. Ah. But they used a baseball yes analogy, as did I, and right. I also brought up Yiddish. That's
2: the only ta- that's the only place I ever heard it was was in baseball. So yeah, all right, all right. Enough about the Schneider. Well, another great lesson hey. learned on the salty dogs. You kn- you this is what it's some, about.
1: You know something now that you didn't know when this started. Probably. That's right.
2: I mean somebody out there might know. Sure. Or they, but we reinforce their knowledge. So How's I'm looking that?
1: at this what? this play-by-play. I uh, had to go through it for a couple different things I was yeah. writing today. And yeah. I game don't, book. The, yeah, I call it a play-by-play. Yeah. This I, part where they list the plays is technically the play-by-play. Yeah, but I call it the game book. I think they call it the game report or something. Yeah. What do they call
2: it? Uh, probably game book. <laughs> uh, that colloquially, yes. Yes. But what does the NFL call it? I think they call it game book. I'm about to tell you. You're going to tell me right now. It's called Game Book. <laughs> yes. I didn't say you were wrong. Just didn't remember if that was right. You so anyway. Why? You know why? Because I use that. I use that a lot during the The,
1: the words game book? No. The uh, actual game book? Yeah. Well, the game book has mm-hmm. like lineups here, team stats, player stats, defensive stats, drive charts, but it also has a play by play with it describes what each play happened. And uh-huh. I was going through it for something else. And I don't remember the specifics here, so I was wondering if you did. Why did the Saints call a timeout? Where is it on our last drive? Right. Uh, Pat, the pass after the pass to Julio Jones right. down to the five. Right. Why did they, there was 19 seconds left? Why did they call a timeout
2: right there? Do you remember? I think they wanted to do a substitution. Is that right? I think that's what it was. And we yeah, were hurrying. And up. we were hurrying up, and they didn't have a chance to 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 do a substitution. Also, you have to remember that they were out there for a while, so they started to uh, get... Um,
1: Those are two good reasons. Uh, that's good. That's I good, think uh, that's
2: what it was. That's my impression of why I would have taken a time out at okay. that time. I just didn't know if maybe you guys discussed it on the broadcast. We did a little bit, and I think that was what it, what they, they, they come up with.
1: Oh. You know. I wonder when um, Mikhail's going to come by to give us our uh, weekly
2: today. releases. Sometime today. Sometime today. Usually while we're recording. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: I yep. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for that. Was one of the things, one of my notes. I wanted to see if you had any idea on
2: that. I believe that's what it was. How about this? Oh, so we haven't got to the point yet where you want to interject the, the, your talking point. No, no, we're good. You keep going because it's it'll come up.
1: Is any more is any player on an opposing team in this league right now more infuriating than Taysom Hill? No, I I generally like to see guys succeed in the game. Mm-hmm. I just can't be happy for that guy anytime he makes a play.
2: I just don't because know what about it is Because about him. he's good? <sighs> is he that good? Well, he's a specialty player.
1: We did a good job of stopping him when they would line him up in a, in a shotgun and just snap it to him and he'd run. Uh-huh. We actually stopped that. But he was making plays as a pass catcher down the field, the touchdown, obviously, which, by the way, if you talk to Andrew Holmes, he will confirm that I called that play. Oh, I saw him split wide. I didn't get it exactly right because I was like, oh, this is going to be play action. They're going to play action, and then Taysom Hill's going to go down the left side, and they're going to throw to him. They didn't actually do play action, but there was a bust in the coverage, I guess. Uh And they did. They threw it down to the left sideline to him, and he's wide open for the touchdown. Yeah, he's (laughs) very wide open. And then, of course, they went to him again on that key third down that we were talking about that Mm -hmm. Keanu Neal broke up, but that was close to being a a big play. He's a big dude, too. He's a big guy. He's he's tough to bring down in the open field, but I just don't think he should be making that many plays.
2: Well, he didn't make enough. How's that? Yeah. So you can go with that. What are you looking at now? I just want to see what the, oh. the, the game, game book. book. Thank you. He had
1: two catches for 35 yards Whoa. and a touchdown, uh, three runs for 10 yards. Wow. So if it wasn't for the touchdown, that's not really a irritating line. Where where did this Rashid Shahid come from? I think he's I, an
2: undrafted rookie. I don't know, but, boy, he's fast. Whoa. So he
1: had – He had four catches for 75 yards, including Uh a 40-yarder. He had two punt returns for 59 yards, including a 42-yarder, and one kickoff return for 25 yards. So put it all together, or 30 yards, put it all together. This guy, 89, uh, 164 all-purpose yards from some dude that I don't even know if he played against us in week two. Mm -hmm. I mean, where'd this guy come from, and how is he torching our defense when, you know, meanwhile, Alvin Kamara, 26 rushing yards, Eleven passing yards. Right. How how were we holding Alan Kamara? Marcus Callaway didn't have a catch. How is this Rashid Shahid guy torching us? Where'd that come from? I
2: don't know. I well I and I don't even I don't I'm trying to think if he played against us the the first game. Well, as we have
1: discussed, doing this in my office allows me to, to have at my punch fingertips, and go and
2: see what, what's going Rashid on.
1: Rashid Shahid is uh, he's from Weber State. That's how that's pronounced, right? Uh-huh. Weber. Weber. He is a undrafted rookie. He did not play a game until week six,
2: so uh-huh. he did not play in our first game,
1: and that's his career high in receptions and receiving yards. That's the most. That's the biggest game he's had all year.
2: Right. Wow, well, it's a good one to have. No,
1: not the guy I thought was going to be torching us. No. no I, I guess no. Alvin Kamara really is having a down year overall. Uh, Mark Ingram. We didn't have much trouble with him. Chris Olave had a couple big catches, but didn't – I mean, still just four for 65. Yeah. So, yeah. The, big, the, the big problem for the Bucks defensively, because overall it was a good defensive game, 16 points. Uh-huh. I think we're 5-1 when we've held opponents below 20 points this year. So, if we go into that game, it's like, you know, what did Warren Sapp say?
2: Give us 17 and we'll yeah. win. Okay. So,
1: if we can hold – you hold an opponent to 17 or fewer points, that's a good game. Yeah. In the NFL these days, right? Uh-huh. So it's a good defensive game, but it it was not great, and I think the reason is they just couldn't generate any pressure. Every time they had a good Zero. play, it was it was the thing where Andy Dalton just was standing back there forever,
2: and you, he played better than I thought than I thought he would. Yeah, but I don't
1: think he. I think we could have forced him into some mistakes because he's been making them this year. If we could have got a little pressure on him, we uh-huh. just really didn't get to him. Levante had the – early sacked in the first drive, and then, of course, Carl Nassib with his giant sack near the end. Right. But that was about it. There wasn't a lot of pressure otherwise, and I think if you add, if you take everything else the defense was doing in that game, by the way, without starting safeties, Antoine Winfield Jr.
2: and Mike Edwards,
1: it was well, pretty good.
2: Without the pressure, Shaq Barrett just come, come yeah, to mind a number boy, of times yeah. for me. That's... Kind of what I was thinking. Probably it, mo- it's funny when guys go on injured reserve and you don't see them. You don't really think about it. You forget it. about that. You, you well, yeah, and and you don't forget about them. You just forget that they're not in there, and then um, then after that, it's like, you know, oh, it, 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 it comes back to go, oh, that's partially why we can't get. Yeah, in. and it, ma- it it doesn't make you feel better, but it makes you understand why you're not getting more. Yeah. So th- that's that's. And we're not kind
1: of, we're not really complaining here because we well, know every no. team. Probably has one player either they've been without or are without. At, at I mean,
2: this, the 49ers just lost Jimmy Garoppolo. I was just going to say, at this stage of the season, um, you're just you're just trying to decide who can keep playing and who can't, and how bad you need somebody at this time, and do you bring somebody back very quickly? Uh, do you wait? You know, maybe another couple weeks before you have someone come back into play. Are you talking about Ryan Jensen? Or Ryan. Johnson, I don't think Shaq or, can. Go, I think done. No, Shaq's there. done. He's on. He's, he's Achilles, right? Yeah, he's he's out for the year. But I'm talking about like Tristan Worths. Do you oh. do you bring him in right away or do you like you know let's wait another week let's see how he is? I thought it was funny that he picked up Tom Brady and gave him a big hug at <laughs> the end of the game. He would be, he's such a big happy. kid. I, I mean, now when you think about this. You have to understand how big Tom Brady He's is. He's not a small dude. He's not a small guy. Okay, and and for for Tristan to grab him and pick him up, it was kind of like, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was good stuff. It was it was in the tunnel.
1: So one of the um, I was saying, <clears throat> the Bucks did a lot of good things on defense, and I think the big change. Now we've won we've won three of the last four, right? Uh huh. And. You and I are of the opinion mm. that we could have very easily won the other one mm. against Cleveland. Of course, we yeah. could have very easily lost this one, too, sure, so we're probably sure. about where we should be. Yeah. Okay, over those four games, here's the opponent's third down conversions. Four of 15, the Rams, one of nine, Seattle, five of 17, Cleveland, and five of 14 uh-huh. last night. That's really good. And the fact that they've done it four games in a row means that I don't think this is fluky. So over no. over the last four games – uh. The Bucks have allowed a conversion rate of 27.3% on third down, which is really good. Really, really good. Before that, it was at 42.1. So, it's a huge improvement. Very much so. Um, and I, it seems to be lasting. So, they're doing a lot of better things. Remember how, for a while there, that was one of the big stories, is we just couldn't get off the field on third down? Yeah. Long or oh, short?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we, ha- we always got them where they wanted third and 19, and yeah. then they would get it, and you'd go, how's this happening? But that's that's, that.
1: So I would be willing to bet that the models suggest and you wouldn't like this, but the models suggest that punting down 13 points with seven minutes left in the game. The uh, analytics are not going to agree with that.
2: I, I would think the analytics do agree with it. Do you think they do or they don't? I can't imagine that they do you think they should have? Well, been. look at the
1: – are you amazed that we were able to get two touchdowns in the last five minutes and win that game at one point?
2: Yeah, but I also think where we punted there, it, it if was, you don't get it, you, the game's, the game's over. over. Yeah. that And and there was five minutes left on the clock at that point. I Seven guess. when we punted. So, okay, so to me, it was fourth and ten. I believe it was. It
1: was fourth and four. ten on our own 25. I can understand why he did it, but yeah. he did consider it.
2: Yeah. He was about well, to go to, for yeah. it,
1: and then they changed their mind. And I'm not – questioning the decision at all. I'm just telling you, I don't really know exactly how to look it up, but I'd be willing to bet the analytics did not agree. And they'll, they'll But it probably would have been something like, if you go for it here on 4th and 10, you got a 12% chance of winning, and if you punt, you got a 7% chance, something like yeah, that. So right. it wasn't like a favorable – neither option was particularly favorable. I mean, we just said here, that's the latest in a game – Tom Brady's career. This is Tom Brady's <laughs> career we're talking about. That's the latest in a game he's ever thrown a game-winning touchdown in regulation. Obviously, yeah. overtime would be later, but yeah. this is the latest he's ever done that. Three seconds left.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Not so much if you're a Saints fan. No, but who cares? I, I don't like the yeah. Saints. Who dat? Who dat? And they're annoying, obnoxious
1: fans. I hope they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Bucks fan who has a Saints fan...
2: In friend, your family. Tell them
1: to listen to this podcast. Just <laughs> trick them into listening to this podcast. Tell them it's awesome. We talk about the Saints all the time. And love them. And then we'll and then we'll rip on the Saints and their obnoxious fans and their obnoxious music and that horrible stadium. Wow.
2: You're just really on a roll. There well, right we're
1: now. done. We're done with the Saints now. Well, we are. They're, they're not going to be in the playoffs. No. So even if we are, we're not going to face them. No, played them twice already. First sweep since 2007. Yeah. So I'm not going to get a lot of more opportunities to talk smack about the Saints. No. And, of course, I understand that I'm not a player, so my smack talk doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. But the, still,
2: I the, uh, hate that stadium. The That's the... Uh, we
1: weren't even in that stadium last night, and I'm still complaining about it.
2: Well, that's true. Um, that pretty much ended their season, and that was that was the conversation I was having, is that you just take them out of the equation. They're just done. They have nine losses. I even, love that. Even if, if you go seven and nine, it's... God forbid, what doesn't happen. You know, seven and nine bucks. And you, you, oh, the bucks or anybody. You know, well, we would take them because of the tiebreakers. Because you took them out. Well, twice. seven and
1: nine. Would you'd love one more game to play because we play seven to Oh, games that's then. right. I keep forgetting. It's understandable. Wow. Okay, eight and nine. Yeah, we're they're four and nine now. Yes. And we're six and six. Yes. So we're two, two, two and a half. Yeah. But it's really three and a half. Three.
2: Yeah, because of the, the losses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean. That was good because you, you had to beat them to take them out of the equation. Things aren't going the way you're hoping for this season. So what you're trying to do is get into the playoffs. That's what you're trying to do. You win your division. That's the that's the sure way of getting in. I'm not sure if you're going to get in wild card-wise, so this is the way to do it. And the first step is beating in your division. Yeah.
1: So, the way the, the the field is unfolding, what are we,
2: three and one in the division. Now? Yeah,
1: three and one in the division, and six and two in the conference. Because sure. remember, we've lost four AFC games. Yeah, you don't want to lose any games, but if you have yep. to pick four of them to lose, there you go. You'd rather lose the AFC ones. Um, but the way with, you know, Philly and Minnesota are going to win those divisions, and they're going to be the one and two seats. Yeah. Um,
2: well, unless they unless no. they crash.
1: Okay, Philly's ten and one. The Vikings are nine and two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Philly's going to win the first. The first round, they have also have a win over Minnesota head to head, so they basically have a two game lead on the Vikings for the right. first overall seed. Then you have the Forty Nine ers at eight and four, and I know we're only talking about like a two game cushion there, right. but two games is a lot when we're talking about a good teams and only four or five games left for each one. Well, that's yes. I mean, here's Philly's schedule the rest of the way. They just beat Tennessee, right? Uh-huh. At the Giants, I think we're starting to see the Giants get exposed. Right, yeah, they have not won in like yeah. three weeks. Sure. They
2: tied this week. They tied
1: um, at Chicago. They're mm-hmm. bad at Dallas. That's a tough one, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's the big one for Dallas because right. Philly beat Dallas earlier in the year. New Orleans at home and the Giants at home. Mm-hmm. So two games against the Giants and one each against New Orleans and Chicago. I'd be shocked if they lost more than two games. Yeah. So at the least, they're going to be what? They're ten and one now. And they if they go through, they must be ten. Are they 11-1? That must be 11-1. Yeah, right? Yeah.
2: Who? No. Philly's 11-1. Five oh,
1: wow. games left. That's so, crazy. if they w- – it doesn't look to me like they'd have much trouble winning at least three of their last two. So, let's say they go through last five, three mm-hmm. and two. That'd, that'd make them 14-3. and three. San Fran's not catching that. They already have four losses. Right. So, Minnesota's probably not catching that. But even if they tie him, Philly still has the lead. So, then you have us – Locked into the four seed. Dallas is absolutely killing it. it. Looks like a Super Bowl contender, but they're two games back of Philly. So they if they lose to Philly in the second game, they've got no shot. Right. And then the Giants, they're fading. Seattle and Washington, but all those teams have seven wins. And then underneath that it drops to five wins. And the Bucks don't even have seven wins. Right. So to get in as a wild card team for the Bucks, that's envisioning Atlanta going getting hot. Right. Right, you know, winning the division, and the Bucks. I mean, we're, it, it's almost impossible we're going to get in as a wall card. Right, it's going to win the division or else. Well,
2: well, that's, and that's why last night's game was so super important. Crucial. Super important. Yeah,
1: and uh, and if you also look at this, I don't think Dallas is going to catch Philly, although it's possible. So if, if they don't, they're almost certainly going to get locked into that first wild card spot, mm-hmm. which means the first round of the playoffs for the Bucks is a rematch with Dallas, but in Tampa. Right. That's interesting, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of – I know this is going to sound crazy, and you have to forgive me, but I'm a little high after last night's win. (laughs) Okay. Um, um, We got a shot of making the third seed. And you have to to make that move. You're going to have to win in San Francisco. You're going to have to win in San Francisco. And if you win in San Francisco, you open the odds up of – Fighting down towards the end because then they're eight and
1: five. We're seven and six. We're one game behind them, and we have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Correct. But and how crucial is it to be the third seed over the fourth? Seed? I
2: think it's pretty. <clears throat> I think it it helps if you're the third seed because you have a better shot at getting two home games because of how things a little fall bit, out. a little bit. But it helps you. A it helps bit. you, and uh, if you. I, I think being the third seed would be better.
1: I guess the other thing is, if you're the fourth seed and you win your first game, you're probably going to
2: Philly. Yeah. And would you rather on, yeah.
1: go to Philly or Minnesota?
2: Oh, Minnesota. For sure. Minnesota. For sure. Yeah. I think, now, you're, you're, I think your odds are much better at going against The Buccaneers
1: Minnesota. did a really nice job against Jalen Hurts in the playoffs last year. Yeah, that I, game, I don't yeah. remember the final score, but it wasn't as close as the score no, indicates. No, But they're better now. And they have A.J. Brown, which is much a huge better,
2: difference. which seems to <clears> – <throat> Which seems to may have cost someone a job. Oh man, down the, a good friend of uh, ours, uh, yeah. John, John Robinson,
1: uh, who's on uh, our staff. Loved the guy. Yeah, good. He's guy. been there for a good number of years now. It's
2: 2017. Okay,
1: so yeah. Tennessee. I find that rare an in in-season GM firing.
2: Yeah. Don't it, you feel
1: like something? Was
2: well, there a power struggle maybe? And here's the craziness about that. I and mean, I'm sidetracking. Sorry, but here's the crazy part about that. They're in first place. Okay. <laughs> But I guess the story is ownership wasn't like uh, wasn't happy with the direction of the way the personnel was. Do you think that which, you think
1: he's taking heat for the AJ Brown trades? And stuff? Well,
2: that's what I was thinking, considering that AJ Brown had two touchdowns against them on Sunday, so that may may be that Wes. Is in the I know I go back to the radio business, but in the radio business, when we parted ways with someone, or you got parted ways with, we had philosophical differences. Philosophical differences. Yes. Yes.
1: Makes you wonder about like a, and this is absolutely pure conjecture, no idea. No. No. Was there a power struggle with with Vrabel?
2: Yeah, I have no idea. Because
1: if that were the case, I could see ownership siding with the coach, right? Because he's done a good job.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he's done a very I don't know, good job, so and they're in first place. So they all seem uh, to be
1: on the same page philosophically. They, Tennessee likes big guys. Yeah, they they like size. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at their freaking running back for right. God's sake. They like to outsize and outphysical you. Right, AJ Brown was a great example. They traded him, but then they immediately drafted a, a guy very similar in size and strength than uh-huh. Traylon Burks.
2: <clears throat> so
1: I don't know, man. I don't. Uh,
2: I don't know. it's a tough business but you know. i guess i
1: don't know whether to hope or not hope that um some details will come out as to why oh it
2: always does it's just a matter of time <sighs>
1: well you know i'd certainly welcome back him back here mm-hmm. the bucks wanted to find yeah. the spot for yeah. him. john um, robinson
2: yeah there not, a lot of news oh here's some breaking news for you i mean since we're just talking about stuff under yeah. guess where baker mayfield ended up
1: oh i wanted to know this so okay okay so you just found this out? Yeah. Okay, because he cleared – did he clear waivers? Yeah. Uh, or if he ended up somewhere, then he must have been claimed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He got
1: he, – he, You got a mischievous look on your face, why? Jeff Ryan. You're like, this is going to be a really interesting answer.
2: Well, kind of, sort <clears> of, <throat> but it's not who you think it is. I think I – Arizona. No. No. So, somebody claimed off waivers. Houston? Yeah. Nope. Who else lost a quarterback and did not – I'm not going to give you a clue. Who else lost to the quarterback? Just in the last Baltimore?
1: Game. Nope. Because you oh, yeah. said it's not what I think it is, and everybody's conjecturing San Francisco.
2: Right. Yeah, not him. Okay, not, not, so not, somebody else not lost. Not him, not them.
1: Somebody else lost to <laughs> the quarterback? On the West Coast.
2: It? it is on the West Coast.
1: Carr's fine. Herbert's fine. Who am I not thinking of here? Uh,
2: the the C- Rams. Yes.
1: The Rams claim Baker Mayfield. Yes. Okay. Because Conjecture-
2: Stafford is on IR.
1: Yeah, there was also conjecture that some teams might try to claim him just to keep him away from the 49ers. Yeah. Um but but the Rams wouldn't probably care because they're out of the
2: playoff race. Right. They they probably just need somebody and maybe they need something down the road. Um you know, in order to take a look, kick the tires as they say in the business. I
1: wouldn't I actually don't think the 49ers would have claimed him if they got the opportunity because I don't think so either. Shanahan's offense he likes quarterbacks that do exactly what he wants them to do. Right. He, he, this is all very structured. On this play, you do this. On this play, you do this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really want improvisation, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield likes to make plays out of structure. Now, he's a Sandlot guy. And he's not – he hasn't – and I, I'm taking an L here because I, I'll take you back to the draft. I thought Baker Mayfield was going to go first, and uh-huh. I thought he should go first, and I thought he was going to be really good. Right, and I didn't think Josh Allen was going to be very good. Right, so complete and total whiff on those two. Yeah, but that being said, I think we've seen enough evidence, particularly last year and this year, that he's just not that good. Mm-mm. So
2: does that, does great commercials, but not those are good. good com- yes, they are. They're very good. They're very good. But wow! And, but that breaking just, news by but, Jeff Ryan. But that goes to show you too how uh, quarterback starved. The NFL is because you just great point. You just don't know, you know, everybody gets excited. Oh, we're, we're, well, we got a number one pick. We're getting this quarterback. We're getting this number one pick. And if you look at all the quarterbacks that were picked in the first f- top five, how many have success? I think you'd be shocked that it's not as much as everyone it thinks really it isn't. is. It's a tough thing. It, to it's think. a tough thing. It's like, hard. Okay. You know?
1: So the owner, the newest owner, the now owner in Carolina is David um, Tepper, right? Yes. When he came in, he made it clear that he it was a top goal to find a franchise quarterback. Right. You have to have that to win in the league, I think. I don't know if he said that directly, but that's kind of the philosophy. That's the number one thing. Yep. Look how hard they've tried. And they haven't found it. No. They they traded for both yes Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Right. They brought Cam Newton back at one point.
2: Yeah, for two games, and I'm they,
1: back. No, you're not. <laughs> they drafted Matt Corral, mm-hmm. but he got hurt right away and hasn't yep. been able to play. They're just—they don't seem any closer to having an answer there. Yeah, it's hard. It's your point. I'm just helping you with your point. It, it yeah. is
2: difficult. It is. Um, it is very. Um...
1: That being said, Jeff, there are also quarterbacks who make a very fine and lucrative career out of being just good enough to stick around in the league. And do you know who I'm talking about? I'm
2: talking about our good friend Josh Johnson. <laughs> Josh Johnson. I know, with the 49ers. I like Josh. He's a good, he, I mean, it's been a while, but I remember I him being a good dude. He's a good dude. It's funny how that's probably one of the reasons
1: why he keeps getting opportunities because people in the league like him.
2: Well, he's a very, he's a good, he's a good locker room guy. He's not coming in to take your job away. He's coming in to help He's coming in that if you need me, I'm here. He's a professional.
1: He's now <laughs> he's now been with 14 teams. That's nearly half the league in 13 yep. years. Apparently, that's a record. Like, okay. even Fitz didn't play for 14 but teams. But it
2: was funny, yeah, because that was my initial thought was, I <laughs> mean, he beat Fitz. Come it's on.
1: funny that, like, the most prominent guys in this category, the ones that have played for a jillion teams, uh-huh. are probably Fitz, Josh, uh-huh. and Josh McCown. Mm-hmm. And all of them have ties to the Buccaneers.
2: What does that say? I, I think
1: it underscores yeah, we, that for a long we time. Struggle we struggle finding quarterbacks. We did for a long time.
2: Yes. yeah. <clears throat> we
1: found a good one recently. Mm.
2: Uh, you know,
1: he's kind of a, nobody knew much about him when we signed him, uh-huh. Tom, this Tom Brady guy, but yeah, he's been pretty good.
2: Yeah. So far, he's held in there. We may let speaking him stick of, around if he wants to.
1: Speaking of, have you ever been in a an argument, it doesn't have to be an argument, but a conversation or, or whatever, and... It's over, and it's like two hours later or the next day, and you think, oh, you think of the perfect line? Uh-huh. Oh, I should have said this at that point. Right. I have the equivalent in terms of writing a game story for last night. Yeah. Because I thought of it today. Oh. But it was far too late. Yeah. So that was, a, that was a comeback. That was an incredible comeback, right? Uh-huh. And it was a 46-year-old quarterback still spinning magic. Uh-huh. I wish I had wrote that it was a... A Comeback for the Ages and the
2: Ageless. Oh, you can still use that. I used it in a different story today, okay, but good. its I wanted it in my game good. story. A Comeback for the Ages, ages and, and the, the Ageless. Yeah. Ageless. It, it was. You know, it's actually the game's on right now on the NFL channel. I
1: didn't oh, know, really? Yeah.
2: I didn't know whether you knew, knew that or not.
1: Uh, what channel is that?
2: Uh, I don't know. It's between... S- CNN and CBS or something. And I don't know if you got the same cable box. I do or not. I don't have any idea. I hardly I, I just, As I, you
1: saw, I just had this, the team schedule. I know. I
2: noticed that. There it is. Oh. I'll turn the sound down. I did. I thought it was on mute yeah. already. There you go.
1: So where is this? 10 to 3? Oh, yeah. this is the this this third, third quarter, quarter. So nothing yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, happen you we'll be
2: off the air before then. Or we'll be done we'll be with the <laughs> There's another
1: against. catch for Rashad White who leads all Rick. Oh, and that's yeah. the fumble.
2: Right. That was a hard go. That was a very I will say, down.
1: though, that I think that was on third down, and he wasn't going to make it, and uh-huh. it did roll about 15 yards in the Saints' direction, so it was uh-huh. almost as if it was just a bad punt. Yeah. It wasn't the most disastrous turnover that you'll see. Uh-huh. Oof. Guy just punched out Yeah. Behind. Cameron uh, Jordan, man.
2: Yep. That yep. guy is good. He was very good. But, you know what? Kind of kept him at bay most of the game.
1: But so. this hadn't been our night. No. Somebody, that guy, thirty-two, would have scooped it up and scored. Right, but again, yeah, so many, so many little things.
2: That's had but to that, go right, but that's, how, but that's the game. That's the that's, NFL, right? That's what makes it so much fun. That's why I enjoy it so much.
1: You no know, we pressure. were we were talking about how we couldn't get any pressure. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this. That's the first time all season that we've won a game when we didn't have at least three sacks uh-huh. on defense. Right. So we won despite that, and we won despite a 2-0 turnover ratio. Right. Those things just don't happen. Nope. no. Nope. But the weird thing about that comeback was, as improbable as it was and how you can look at the numbers, 0.7%, whatever, uh-huh. I was, like I'm sure most people were that were rooting for the Bucks. pretty sure that game was over with five minutes left. Yeah. And I was still down by two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, no question.
1: So, no but question. then we scored that first touchdown. And I was like, wait a minute. Yep. No. This isn't quite as out of hand as I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, I'm like at that point I was like this isn't desperate. I mean, it's kind of desperate, but it wasn't man, who cares? That right. touched Cuz we scored.
2: Oh yeah, and there was the And end. I look
1: at them and I go, yeah. Dude, there's still 3 minutes left in this game.
2: Yes. We yes. just need
1: one stop and then we got Tom Brady and timeouts. Right. It's, it's weird how quickly that changed. And that was not like it was a short drive. That was a 91-yard drive. Yes. 91-yard <laughs> drive.
2: And less than three minutes.
1: They punted the ball down to what, our nine.
2: What, what was it? How many? 521 was
1: left, and we took over at our nine. And we did not even use a timeout on that drive. Right. right. That's incredible. Yeah. So, he incomplete to Godwin. Got it to Godwin for 13. Incomplete to Julio. Evans for 14, Jones for 8, Leonard for 10, Evans for 9. I right. mean, you just, with a drive like that, when they're, they're laying back and you have to take the underneath stuff, you just have to move quickly, like right. you were talking about. Yeah. Just get get that 10 yards, get up, go, get go, up, go. And, and they were. Nobody does it better than Brady. That's it. Of course, that drive didn't include a 44-yard pass interference, penalty, which helps a lot.
2: But <laughs> it, was, it was a good call. It was a good call. That's the other side. And if – and if it wasn't pass interference, you would have saved time. Because it's incomplete. No, well, no, because was it? Was are you talking about the one to to uh, Mike Evans? Yeah, at the goal line. If he would have, if there wasn't pass interference, he would have caught it. Oh, okay, a okay, I see what you're so saying. So you would have saved time. Yeah. So in that in that asp- in that aspect. I think it was a good penalty to, to, to get past interference. It don't just let him catch it. Correct.
1: Now, he didn't think he, you know, most players don't think they right. commit P.I. when they do, but that one looked like a good call, too. Mm-hmm. And we're not playing favorites here. We admitted the Donovan Smith call was, was a good call. Right. That one looked like pretty blatant pass interference. So the the DB kind of got lost. Yeah. And ended up, you know, running into Mike, right? Right. I don't know for sure that he catches that, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That brings us back to a conversation we had from a fan question earlier this year, I think, about how if you could somehow figure out a way to statistically give guys credit uh-huh. for yards they gain when they draw a pass interference call. Because yeah. Mike had fifty nine yards, but he also had gave us forty four yards in that place. So that's another hundred yard game. Right. And philosophically we can do that, but it doesn't it's not actually reflected in the numbers. Sure. Which means let's do our, our weekly Mike Evans 1,000-yard uh, watch. yeah.
2: Where are we now?
1: You and I said last week He, I think he needed about 50 yards per game. Uh-huh. But he's probably going to need to get one or two big games in there. Right. So he got 44 and 59 in that one. He's at 761 uh-huh. divided by 12 times 17, 1,078 yeah. is the pace. Hmm. Although he's really, because he didn't play one game, Yeah. He, if you want to look at it another way, he is averaging 69.2 uh-huh. yards for every game that he plays, times five, because that's how many more are left, that's 345 yards, which would be enough. Right. So, he, if he can keep getting 50 yards every week, he'll make it. Well, we But I still it. think he's going to need one big one.
2: Yeah. He needs a big. It'll big be game.
1: tough this week. That that San Fran defense is no joke.
2: No, they're they're very very good. They're very very good. I,
1: honestly, it'll probably go to Micah Parsons, but Fred Warner has to be considered for NFL Defensive Player of the Year. When that they guy had, is so and, good.
2: And last week they had the turnovers against the Dolphins. They're, that 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 changed the game. I didn't really see yeah, that. Yeah, a game. couple. They had like two two or three turnovers. I really wanted yeah. to watch that game. Yeah, well, yeah. We well, was we didn't get it.
1: We didn't get it. But there was a Cincy-Kansas he, since he City was on, which is pretty yeah, darn good, too. Yeah, that Couldn't, ended up couldn't really good. complain. No, no. Since he just has uh, – Cincy's like the only team that has Patrick Mahomes' number.
2: Yeah, it's funny you bring up Cincinnati because if I think if you go back into the podcast, I made a comment that I didn't think the Bengals would make it to the playoffs. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in the beginning, they looked like that was going to be true. But I must say, after watching them that game, I was like, holy smokes – their offensive line has really gotten better. It's better. It's Be- not great. No, but it's much better. And um, Joe Burrow, I mean,
1: well, he's finding different ways to win. Last yeah. year was just chuck the ball
2: downfield yeah. to, J- to Jamar Chase. He's playing very smart. He's Play. not.
1: He's not taking as many sacks. I mean, the offensive line's better, but he's also yeah. getting rid of the ball quickly. Correct. He's developed his game. And he also he's just that kind of guy, especially after last year
2: that you know his teammates just totally believe in him which right. means something. Well, that's everything once once you get people to believe in you, then that's what it's all about.
1: And then Joe Mixon is out for a little while and and their backups is mm-hmm. it Samaj P Ryan? Yeah. He's all of a sudden great, right? Absolutely great pass catcher, and fighting for extra
2: yards. Good, good coaching. Yeah, no, I mean that helps. I,
1: their their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. I yeah, think. Yeah, he's
2: the new hot guy. Now. He's going to be. A, yeah. He's going to get head yeah. coaching
1: um, interviews as yeah. is as is D'Amico Ryan's, who we're going to be going up against this week, the mm-hmm. 49ers. Both those guys are going to get job interviews this coming off season. Yeah. <clears throat> Although, I still think it's harder for defensive coordinators to get teams to buy in because mm-hmm. everybody wants an offensive coordinator right. to be their head coach. Yes.
2: yes. Um, because that's, that's what people get excited about. People don't get excited about defenses until you win a championship game with a, with a good defense. Right. Yeah. You know, so, uh, wait, I don't know what else you got.
1: Well, okay. Uh, let's talk about the upcoming game. All right. Cause we just started on we San did. Fran there. Um, San Fran, Uh, unfortunately for them, and it's really bad, you don't like to see this happen, but they lost Jimmy Garoppolo to a season ending foot fracture. Jimmy Garoppolo. Can you spell that, by the way? No.
2: Poor Jimmy, though. G-R.
1: No, there's Garoppolo. You went G-R. Oh. It's not Garoppolo.
2: G-O-R. How do you spell it? And and G-A. Yes. R, obviously. Yeah. O -o. I don't know. You were close. There's two Ps. Uh, What you got to remember is. It's like Mississippi. I have,
1: I think I've brought, I think i brought this up before, but one of the funny things about working in the league, especially if you're writing or anything where you have to look at names, you end up just innately knowing how to spell some weird names. (laughs) You always know how to spell weird names. Like to a tongue of a law. I know Uh, how to spell that.
2: I can't even say it.
1: I know how to spell it, but the name I've had the hardest time just getting ingrained in my mind is Garoppolo. And it's weird because what you got to remember is the first vowel is an A, right. and then everything after that is an O.
2: I think everybody just calls him Jimmy. Jimmy G? Yeah, Jimmy G. Jimmy GQ? Uh, interesting. He is that, an attractive man. He is. I'm very comfortable with my manhood. He <laughs> is a very good-looking guy. I mean, yep. you know. Garoppolo. Yeah. Uh,
1: two Ps, G I G A R O P P O L O. Uh-huh.
2: Um, I feel I felt kinda of bad for him. Of course. Because I he had a very hard go and he was very professional about everything that was that. going on. He understands it's a business, he gets all of that. But the way he handled himself, the and then when it was time like, Hey, we need you, he didn't pout, he didn't make a big deal out of anything. He just went ahead and and Played the way he thought he could play. In fact, he was playing himself into a huge contract, whether it was with the 49ers or with another team. That was going to happen. And then it was a freak play. It was. Yeah, they knee, always are. Well, it was a knee on on the ankle. It was is just, that how it happened? Yeah, it was, it was just one of those, are you kidding me? That That's how you go out? You, but, see, you um, see this play on the TV right I now, did. Jeff?
1: You know what is unique about this play as, as compared to all the defensive plays the Buccaneers have run this year? Yeah. Um, Levante David is not on the field. Oh, that's right. There's Olakunle Fadakasi uh-huh. right there. That's right. His first play. Yeah. His first defensive and still only defensive snap.
2: Mm-hmm. They get
1: the stop here. Right. Uh, make him kick a field goal. Which the red zone defense was great. Sure. They get the stop here, and uh, Levante came in
2: back in the next drive. Yeah. He was. That was scary. He just shook oh. up. That was scary when he went down. Oh, oh. I know. Like bye bye season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But hey, Olakunle. Fado has been in on one defensive play, and it was – wait a minute. Oh, Levante's already back.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so he missed that one play because he had to come off because they stopped the game when he was I out.
2: have to say the the um, atmosphere at the stadium was very, very cool. I, I really did like –
1: What was with uh, all the delay of game penalties, though?
2: Um, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, well, I was just going to say the atmosphere at the stadium, the presentation, the red lights – we had the big red out. All of that was The halftime show with the, the lights. I thought the, the halftime show was really, My really good. My wife,
1: Giselle, was at that game, and she texted me afterwards and gave, like, thumbs-up emojis to the halftime yeah. show.
2: When you have a um, – I don't know if it, they were an orchestra is that what? They yeah, were? it was an orchestra doing Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no, it was. and the, it sounded it was really neat, good, wasn't it? And I and I started. It kind of. It's kind of like. At what age do you walk around and go, "Wow, they play really great music here at the grocery store. Here at Publix, <laughs> they play great music." At what age does that happen? And that's what I started laughing about. Led Zeppelin being the standard. Uh, by an orchestra, but it was good.
1: So, we're gonna play this. We just said Jimmy Garoppolo out for the season. Yeah, tough blow. You were talking about how he was a professional about this whole thing. Very much so. They traded multiple first-round picks last year to move up to number three to get Trey Lance. So, Trey Lance is obviously their guy. Jimmy starts one more season, gets him all the way to the NFC Championship game. Uh He's also taking him to a Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah. Um, And then they're going to go with Trey Lance this year. So, they make it pretty clear. They they don't even shy away from it that they're probably going to trade him. Uh huh. But then he has shoulder surgery in March. Which kill, which really scuttled his trade value, uh-huh. and it gets all the way to training camp, and they don't have anything worked out, right? And but they're so certain that they're moving on that they don't even include him in their practices. He was working by himself without the
2: playbook on a different right. field, right? And then all of a sudden, a, which was kind of weird. I don't, I don't. Was that his doing or no?
1: I think it was theirs. They were so certain they were going to trade him. There's like, there's no reason to let this guy know what we're doing on offense. Uh-huh. So. Uh, all that happens, and then in the 11th hour before the season, are like, well, we couldn't work anything out, so we actually worked out a deal to keep him around, restricted uh-huh. his contract. Um, and then Trey Lance goes down in the second game, and lo and behold, Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback again. Right. And I feel good for him. Yes. That it went well. It was. But now, unfortunately.
2: And they were very excited about it, you know? I mean, they were, like, all in on this. It's kind of like. Yeah. You know.
1: I still think they would have moved on. Because they they don't want that to be a sunk cost. It was like three first round draft picks. Right. Is what it cost them essentially for Trey Lance. Yeah. You got to see if that's going to work out.
2: Well, yeah, you're committed to it. But again, what a great backup he was. And now, um, interesting enough, uh, their quarterback is. uh, Their
1: quarterback is Iowa State. 22. (laughs) Rookie Brock Purdy.
2: Yeah, but he played pretty well at Iowa State. Yeah, he
1: did a good job. But they use.
2: Pump the brakes a little bit, people. I
1: mean, <laughs> he did a good job. At, that happens a lot. I, mean, I know. P.J. Walker had a really I nice kn- game against us, but
2: I know. I but know. I don't but think. Still. He's, but still.
1: But here is the interesting thing: this will be on Sunday, barring anything unusual happening. Okay. Brock Purdy will be making his first NFL start uh, against the Buccaneers. Yeah. How many times do you think the Buccaneers have played a game against a quarterback making his first NFL start? This is in forty-seven seasons almost.
2: Uh, How many
1: times? Have we played a game where the opposing quarterback was making his first career NFL start? Seven. Well, I thought you'd go higher than that. No, but it's I think It's 19. So. Really? Yes. And the list actually begins, interestingly enough, in 1979 with one Phil Sims. Oh, wow. Phil Sims. Remember, the Buccaneers opened yeah. the season 5-0. and Yeah. But then lost to the Giants and rookie quarterback Phil Sims, the seventh overall pick that year, making the start and leading the Giants to a 17-14 win. Wow. Other names on this list include Kerry Collins. Oh yeah. Rich Gannon. Ooh. His first career start was against the Bucks. His probably least favorite career start was also against the Bucks.
2: Yeah, that would be the Super Bowl, <laughs>
1: where they just set where the yeah. second five times. Yeah, something like intercepted that. Intercepted him five times. They knew
2: times. the place. Monty, it's just like we said. Yeah. That was John Lynch. That's. <laughs> yeah, a- uh, also- hey, look at that a movie quote. It was a video, but you know. <laughs> so, it's not a movie. Well, it. I, I said.
1: We are a little light on movie quotes yeah. the last two weeks. Uh-huh. need to do something about that. I'm with you. So. I think somebody um, uh, compared – did you see the on Burks play? Mm-hmm. So, as we were saying earlier, the Titans traded A.J. Brown to Philly and then used the pick they got to draft Traylon Burks, who's a very similar style of player. Uh-huh. And he catches, I think, his first career touchdown and uh, on a really nice deep pass in the end zone. And I don't know who the defender was for the Eagles, but absolutely lays him out to the point where he got a penalty but was not ejected. Wow. But it knocked Traylen Burks out. But he held on to the ball even though he got knocked out and landed on his back. And then eventually his arm kind of sagged and the ball fell out, but he was already – the touchdown was already good. Why was I talking about that? Oh, somebody compared it to – A movie quote. Not a movie quote, but in –
2: Jerry Maguire. Oh, uh, which is not a football movie.
1: What was the What was, what was the guy's Rod Tidwell or something? The, mm-hmm. the player, the Show Me the Money guy. Yeah, didn't he get knocked out catching a touchdown pass? He did. And then he, and everybody's hushed. And then all of a sudden he jumped back yeah. up. Yeah, that's not what happened here. No, Traylon Brooks didn't jump back up because no. this is real life. And yeah, he, he guys he got laid out. Yes, probably has a concussion. Yes, like, which is hard to hard to watch. Yeah. So right now up on the screen it's thirteen three with two forty five left. The they
2: already seen the game. <laughs> we already know how this ends.
1: <laughs> this part isn't good, I think.
2: No, that's why I'm not even looking up. You can that's let a nice it run. Nice run by Leonard. You can let it run until. Uh,
1: also on this list, remember in two thousand two the Super Bowl year, the Buccaneers. I was wowing some guys in, in the communications department earlier, throwing out the stats of our our past of our past defense uh-huh, that year. Right. Including ten touchdowns allowed and thirty-one interceptions, Whoa. and a opposing. This is all the quarterbacks they face combined. Uh-huh. Passer rating of forty-eight point four. Jeez. Which I think might be similar to um, Leaf. What, what was Leaf's? Ryan first one? Leaf. Ryan Leaf's career. Yeah. Let's see. Ryan Leaf. Pro Football Reference is such a good site. Mm-hmm. You love that one. Ryan Leaf's career passer rating is 50.0. So, basically, the Buccaneers turned an entire collection of quarterbacks into Ryan Leaf, uh-huh. perhaps the most infamous quarterback bust of all time. Maybe maybe um, to Jamarcus Russell, maybe him.
2: Yeah. Wow, there's a name I haven't heard in a long
1: time. Uh, so, they were amazing, fantastic. Rondy Barber, Dexter Jackson, Brian Kelly, John Lynch,
2: obviously, uh-huh. D- Dwight
1: Smith. But they also had a few breaks along the way. If you remember when we played the Panthers, their quarterback was Randy Fasani. Oh, wow. And when we played the um, uh, Bears, their quarterback was Henry Burris. Uh-huh. Those two guys are on this list as their first start ever against the Bucks. That's also their only start they ever made.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's wow. also two guys in here that I never heard of, but that's because they were replacement players in 1987. But the weird thing is, and I don't mean to throw cold water on anybody here, but the last four times the Buccaneers have played a quarterback making his first career start, Uh that other guy has won. Geno Smith with the Jets in 2013. Wow, Remember the game where Levante David got the bull penalty?
2: Yes, at the very end. And they kicked a field goal. That was Greg Shiano's loss.
1: Somebody named Austin Davis. For the Rams in 2014,
2: jeez, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't think he had a, a illustrious career,
1: but that was in that span where the Rams could beat us no matter who their quarterback uh-huh. was, um, Marcus Mariota. But that that one's a little that one's a little. There's an asterisk there because the Bucks were also starting a quarterback making his first NFL start. Remember the first game of 2015 with Jameis against Marcus mm very first pass. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, we lost. 42-14. Yeah, that was at and James Stadium. And then
1: 2019, Daniel Jones for the Giants. That's the one the Bucks lost 32-31 when Matt Gay, who'd already made four field goals in the game, including like a 55-yarder, yep. missed from 34, and we lost. Wow. So there, there's a little weird circumstances there, but don't don't get all confident just because the Buccaneers are facing a guy making his first career start. Yeah, I, that, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make here.
2: Yeah, well, uh, but you know, if you listen to the lore, the lore, uh, of right. of everyone, anytime we play a rookie quarterback, we lose. But it's not really true. It's not really, it's true, not but, really true. But y- you've experienced that that you feel that way. Yeah. So it only needs to happen a
1: couple times to make you feel that way. Right. right? <laughs> So, did you watch a lot of football on Sunday?
2: I did. I watched. Do you have
1: any uh, notes?
2: Um, Cincinnati's really, really good. Uh, Dallas is playing better than I thought they would. Um, Who did they play? The Colts, who are not not doing very well. They just rolled them in the fourth quarter. In fact, yeah, that was.
1: Can I tell you the story uh, about that? About the Dallas Colts in the fourth quarter? Uh huh. And I am. Blatantly stealing this from a story on the Ringer. Yeah. So I'm giving that author. I don't remember who it was, but I'm giving this giving the site credit. I did not know this. Blatantly stealing it from the Ringer. Okay.
2: Which at is least, a website. At least, at least you're you know you're bringing it. You it's a
1: really good. It was a really funny little bit. Uh huh. 33 points by Dallas in the fourth quarter tied an NFL record for most points in the fourth quarter. Wow. The only other time it happened was the. I believe it was the Cardinals, which probably was the Chicago Cardinals, Uh in 1925 Wow! against a team called the Milwaukee Badgers. (laughs) But the thing was that the Cardinals were trying to better their record. So the thing is Wild Wild West back then, I guess, but they were scheduling extra games, and they scheduled an extra game against the Milwaukee Badgers. But the Badgers had kind of figured their season was already over, so they had sent home – a lot of their players. So they didn't really have much of a roster. So somebody recruited a whole bunch of high school players in the area to play. So it was a bunch, it was a bunch of high school players playing professional players <laughs> and uh, the Cardinals beat them like 59 to nothing or uh-huh. something like that. It was a scandal that almost brought down the, the NFL really in 92. Cause it, that league was only about five years old at the time. Uh-huh. Didn't have anywhere near the foothold in American culture that it has now. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and so there was a big scandal and it nearly killed the NFL.
2: Do you do you ever remember or read that when the the old All Star Game used to be the best college players playing? Oh, I have the, heard the that. NFL championship yeah. team. That would be weird. Yeah, but kind of cool. It used to be in Chicago. If that I would remember be kind of right. neat,
1: I would pay for. I'd yeah, pay well, well
2: I was thinking that 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 is that would be better than just the Pro Bowl because who knows what the Pro Bowl is going to be like now? Well it's flag I'm line.
1: actually not upset about watching no, a no, I. We'll going to say
2: that We'll save one. that for a later Salty Dogs. You know? I think
1: we've already talked about it once.
2: Yeah, but we can talk about it again when we get okay, closer so to it, and we'll have a discussion about it. Do you have
1: any more um, NFL-wide observations, Jeff?
2: Uh, I really don't. I really, really don't.
1: I've jotted down a few.
2: Okay, You're probably ahead. not surprised to let All right, let's, let's see what you got, and then I'll comment on
1: Pittsburgh it. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, both – Got into second and ones at some point, yeah. and they both tried deep shots. And yeah. I feel like teams don't do that very often anymore. They get up, they get to second and one, and they want to get that first down right away. Right. I think the second and one deep shot is
2: perfect. Well, yeah, because you can. Then you can get it on third down. You figure as much, right? Yeah. Second and one, you can go. If you don't get it, third and one. And even if you're feeling yeah. a little. Frisky. Yes. Fourth and 14th and one.
1: Take Which deep seems shot to on be. One. Yeah, I will say, neither are neither
2: worked. All right. Right. I will
1: admit, neither worked.
2: No, but it's fun to watch. And it was one of those things.
1: Also, in that game, did you see that uh-huh. I think his name is Cameron Hayward? Yes. Tied in for the Steelers? Is, I believe so. Is the son of former Falcons running back Craig Ironhead. Really? Ironhead? Hayward. Yeah. What Which is a great one name. of the great nicknames yeah. of all time, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So he gets his first career touchdown, and it's in Atlanta. I thought that was kind of yeah. cool,
2: and uh, it brought tears to somebody's eyes. Who Did it? was that? I didn't know that. There was somebody, somebody got a one, and it, they were there, or their brother was there. They both. I. I am. There was some story. I glanced through it. Okay, I should have probably paid more attention. Yeah, that's a to real it.
1: tearjerker right there. Yeah.
2: Well, Google tearjerker NFL, and okay. you'll, you'll find
1: it. later out. in that game. Uh-huh. Uh, really, to clinch it. Minka, Fat- Minka Fitzpatrick is a phenomenal player. Intercepts a pass and could easily have scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But he just runs the ball out of bounds, short of the touchdown. Right. And I'll you would have thought he cured cancer, the way they were praising him for that. Yeah. Oh, he's so smart and knows exactly what to do in the moment. Because uh, now the now the Steelers can just kneel out. And they don't have to worry about, after the touchdown, kicking the ball back to Atlanta. But... We're talking about what? How much time was left in that game? Not much time left in that game. Uh-huh. And if he scores, they're up two scores. It's not that much different.
2: No.
1: Go and take no. the <laughs> touchdown. Pad your stats, man. <laughs> well, they're okay, playing so,
2: nice. I, I
1: no, can... they weren't playing nice. He was, and I think they're right that he specifically did it because he knows if he runs out of bounds, the game is actually over. So right. I guess technically they're right. Because the game is over, no doubt whatsoever, because now they can kneel it out. Yeah. If you run out of bounds, if you score the touchdown, then um, there's 35 seconds left, and I guess anything can happen. Yeah. But the what? score would have been 20, assuming they make the extra point, 26 to 16, with 35 seconds left. Yeah. You're not losing that. No, you should. Your win probability chart there says zero, <laughs> not not zero point seven, zero. Oh you can't. Boy. You cannot lose that game, up ten points with thirty five seconds left. If right. You can't. No. it's not going to happen. No. So take the touchdown, man. Get right. your team some more points. Put put yeah. another put another nice mark well, on your well, maybe, own stat line. Maybe
2: maybe somebody had a. Um a bonus clause in there yeah. you know where incentives oh
1: that just mean i wonder what the and, line on that game and was. so
2: something like that you know and not that i'm talking more of a player or somebody that you know if you give it to them you have to pay them you know yeah i hear you but week 13 betting right. lines yeah i want to so see we're, what, what, what we're probably the, big
1: what what, what what was the betting line in the atlanta pittsburgh game? We can talk about this, Jeff. I we just can't actually do it ourselves. I don't ourselves.
2: know. I, probably, I, I would say that particular line had to be three and a half.
1: How can they both be plus two point five? That doesn't make any sense. No.
2: What is it? What uh, is
1: it? They both said plus two. I don't know much about gambling, and that's the absolute truth. I'm not just saying that. But they can't both be plus two point five. One of them has to be the favorite, right? Well, you would think right? uh, it was Falcons by one, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay, because the outright win gives you the win anyway, so it didn't right. matter if they won by three or by ten. All right. Um, anyway, I just thought, okay, we're throwing a lot of roses at this guy for uh, you know he could it wouldn't have changed anything if
2: he run into the right end zone, but
1: whatever, could have had a touchdown, dude. Okay, well, Indeed. Yeah. whatever.
2: That was an interesting observation. I, that there. was
1: an incredible. Did you see the play by Pat Fryermuth, the tight end for the? Uh, Fifty-seven yard play, Uh-oh. like spun out of tackle and looked like he was going
2: out. Some somehow kept his foot. I don't know. It was just an incredible play. No, I didn't see this. So you didn't? Did you
1: not watch the Atlanta
2: game? I watched. I was flipping back and forth because there was uh, there was another game on at the same time of the Atlanta game. Okay. Well Plus, I, got, I was reading.
1: Oh, uh, oh, you were trying to read and watch two football games. wow well, a
2: lot of times, I have a tendency to watch football without the sound on. Oh, okay. So I just kind of glance up because you can usually you can tell by the motion of the light. <laughs> The flickering whether there's a lot of action, <laughs> really? Going on. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, that's how I operate. That's that's how that's how I function. Are
1: there any? Let me ask you another question, mm-hmm. Jeff Ryan. What's that? Are there any like there have to be some countries around the league, around this, the world where there's turmoil, government turmoil, and and resistance fighters, and somebody trying to overthrow the government? Uh huh. Do, do you know of any? Do I know of anybody I don't want to be crass because those are serious
2: situations. Of trying to overthrow but the government. But,
1: okay, let's just say hypothetically this country has a group that's trying to overthrow the government. Okay. I think I think they should hire Marcus Mariota because it leaks to me like he can overthrow anybody.
2: Oh, uh, that was the old joke back when— uh, I went a long way for that one. The, Yeah, you did. You did. They used to say that about Doug Williams because... Really? Yeah. I didn't know uh, that. During the Ayatollah Khamenei. Khamene, <laughs> Khamene. during The, 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 um, the
1: Italian, uh, the Iranian hostage yeah, crisis. Yes.
2: When that was going on, that was the send Doug over there because he could overthrow anybody. I didn't know. Oh, gosh. Really? Yes, yes. I didn't know I was playing one of the old hits there. Yeah, you were. That's I do remember that as a kid. It was funny. Continue. That was a little... Uh, I was... Pay
1: your You know?
2: Yeah. Tip your weight staff. All right. Try the veal. Try the veal. All um, right.
1: I don't have anything else. You don't? No. Nothing. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. Remember that line I should have used to come back for the ages uh, and the ageless? Uh, yeah, dang it. dang.
2: All right, we, could, we can keep it. We like it. You'll okay. use it again. I'm looking
1: through my notes. Uh, we've hit everything. Okay. So uh, we have one question. All right. And it's Old Faithful. Thank you. What? I said thank you. To who? To our old faithful guy, Alexander. Alexander. From Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. Ahoy, salty ones. Oh. Hope this finds you both well.
2: Today it does.
1: How can. Okay, so I guess this must have been sent. Yeah, this was sent almost at midnight last night. Wow. How can anyone sleep now? <laughs> well, that's exactly right. I know you both are a few hours away from your rest, but I'm two hours ahead of you, and no way I'm sleeping soon. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what I said last week about this team not knowing how to win? Mm-hmm. That did not age well, huh? Wow. And I am really glad for that. Can you explain to me how a 45-year-old person still playing like this in crunch time? Yeah. Not a complete game indeed, but how about 14 points in five minutes? How about that? How about that? And what a great rookie class. Otten and White See, playing look good up, when that it up. matters the go. most. Yep. Does Nelson earned his place over JTS? P.S. Loving the movie references. Since you did, thanks for reading. Yep. Um, I don't understand. Does Nelson? Or they're both starting, right? Anthony Nelson, and although he did play more snaps, I will say Anthony Nelson played more snaps than Tryon Shoyanka in this um. last game. Uh, it was Carl Nassib eating a little bit more into Tryon's snaps than Nelson's snaps, but there right. wasn't really anything you can find in the in the game book um, that separates. One from another. I mean, Carl Nassib had some big plays, but there really wasn't much here from Joe Tryon or Anthony Nelson. No. Anthony Nelson had two tackles. I don't right. think Joe Tryon had anything. Yeah, um, <clears throat> hey, a 45-year-old still playing like and crunch time. I mean, Tom Brady's just a different
2: human than, yeah, that, than everybody else I, that's ever played in this league. Like, I, I don't even try to explain it anymore.
1: I mean, every other f- – quarterback aged forty five or more in NFL history has combined for two touchdown passes. And uh-huh. Tom had that in five in a five minute span. In yeah. a three minute span last night. No, there's no there's no explanation for it. No. There really isn't. No. And I
2: think he is playing well. I think he is too.
1: Um I think, you know, our offensive line is a work in progress, you know, and that's and the running game isn't producing a ton.
2: Right. So
1: it's not ideal conditions. No uh it's not ideal when you have lost two well now all three of our pro bowl offensive linemen right. all three of them
2: i think th- i think that's the biggest i think that's the part most people overlook is how different the offensive line is right now but i have to say josh well's played pretty well you know
1: good enough they only yeah. allowed
2: one sack right so you know there's there's progress i think the i think the word for this team is um consistency and, and lack, lack of, of yeah yeah <clears throat> and that and i think that's where the frustration of the fans come in and and i'm sure you know i'm sure todd's not exactly you know living it up over it but right. you know what you're six and five six and six. Oh, that's right six and six and which
1: is good enough for first by a game and a half
2: yeah <laughs> well but you're building
1: i think i'm gonna watch the rest of this when we're done here you are they're at the eight minute mark now. i know you you've got a
2: half hour before you. <laughs> Last get to week the, it was the World Cup. To the Cup. good stuff, yeah.
1: Last week was the World Cup. Mm-hmm.
2: That didn't go great. Mm-mm. But I this, mean it did in the. But this cool play run. So you have anything else? Are you doing anything special for uh, into San Francisco or anything?
1: There Just is there is a group that's considering you gonna, going to, are Alcatraz. You going to the Alcatraz. I don't know if I am or not. <clears throat>
2: uh, unfortunately, it's going to be raining out there. Yeah. So my, so mm-hmm. it, that's.
1: I assume you got to get tickets ahead of time.
2: Right? Uh, it's kind of wide open right now. Someone looked at lunch oh, okay. and said, "Oh, look, it's wide open." And I w- thought, "Well, that's kind of weird." And then after they purchased the tickets, they looked and said, "Oh, there's a ninety percent chance of rain. Ah, that could be why it's wide because be you got to take." Okay, pretty sure wild. I'm not going to go then. All
1: right, but I mean, if it's not raining, it, San Fran's a great city to just walk is, around in, it. Right, is, go down to the Wharf yeah, area and
2: go down. To, I, I like going into Chinatown. Get uh, some. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah it's that's the best it's just because was, it's real it's it's real yeah. real it's i was it's talking real. about that
1: with jason uh, yeah. i think earlier today i uh-huh. think i'm gonna go to chinatown
2: there you go and get all a nice right. meal good yes all right We got anything else we good we're hopefully next week we're talking about uh, a big win out on the west coast because it's hard for the buccaneers to win out on the west coast Remember? oh don't bring days? that old crap up. i know <laughs>
1: I've almost cussed yeah. twice. In yeah, I know. Podcast. I caught I know. myself all the time. I know you become quite the salty
2: You're the uh, one who's dog. usually cussing all yeah, the time. but I bleep it out, so. Oh, do you? No. No. <laughs> all right, I'm good. Are you good? Yep. All right, since you did, thanks for listening.